Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 152. I am your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me, we have Talis and Sayre. What's going on, guys? Howdy, not much. And we are joined by some special guests. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hello, I am Lily, or Pop-Tart, or Christy, or whatever. I am from Wondrous Tales, and I am also here with Chip, also known as Pan. Yo, what's up? Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those of you who do not know uh, what Wondrous Tales is, they are a Final Fantasy XIV podcast that focuses on community. And uh, they actually uh, just turned three uh, three years old on uh, last week, the 27th, I believe it was. So That's thank right, you yeah. so much for joining us. And of course, I'm looking at the screen and all of my uh, changes didn't seem to hold. So I'm going to have to make some edits as we're doing this. <laughs> I'm not sure if you could do it all. We'll do it live. That's no, yeah, Bill O'Reilly awesome. this shit. And that's what we do. We just, we're doing it live. I feel like if you're going to say Bill O'Reilly something, you need to very carefully clarify what you mean by that. Because there's a <laughs> lot of bad ways to go. We were, we were 10 seconds from the meme. Yeah. Man, that, you know just how old that meme is, though? Holy, like, that meme's got to be at least, like, what, 14 years old at this point? Let's see. Ancient. Yeah. Ancient. The O'Reilly owl is old enough to vote. I learned that today. And oh, I seriously? Hate it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I need to get an Arnold Palmer in a rocking chair. I don't feel good. <laughs> good Lord. All right. Uh, so the video itself was from the early 1990s. It surfaced yes. on the Internet in 2008. Yeah. What's up? Uh, so 13. I yeah. love the episode. Sayer Captain Fact Checker. Got it. <laughs> well, you're not. This wrong. is literally what I do. This is what I have to put it for. So I've already like lobbed a hand grenade of, of non sequiturs in, but thank you for having us on your sixth anniversary no, we, and congratulations to you all. Yeah, and like, like I will absolutely follow you down that garden path. That's how this works. Like we were saying in the pre-show today, this all kind of started because uh, Chip was visiting uh, his girlfriend's family here in Minnesota, and uh, there, which it wasn't far from where I live or work, so we ended up getting together, hanging out, and. Uh, we talked about you know doing something like this, and well, here we are. So th again, thank you so much for joining us. And I think I got the uh, the video set much better now. So <laughs> oh, I have one more thing to fix. I see. We'll do. We'll keep going it. But how have you guys been, um, Sarah and Talas? If you want to start, what you've been up to in the last couple of weeks? The library keeps figuring out that I can do more things, so they ask me to do more things. But they're giving me more money, so. More money is good. That's always also. Positive. I ate a lot of food that wasn't fast food, and I don't hurt all the time now. Probably a coincidence. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to you eating something that didn't come in a clear piece of wax paper after you bought it, or or just oh, a yeah. wrapped, you know, thing oh, no. coming out of a uh, drive-through window, asking if you'd like fries with that. Quit restocking the sauce drawer. You don't need to do that. You have a job now. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Talos? What have you been up to? Uh, so I finally got um, all of my homework and all of my textbooks and all of my hardware to start my master's program. 
and I have been a student for three days, oh, and wow. I decided that I was like, cool, cool. I'm going to lay on my couch and eat Pizza Hut and drink Mountain Dew and pretend that I don't have responsibilities for at least one whole day just to get that whole authentic college experience <laughs> down in week I'll one. Just to get it out of the way, because I've got a whole year of not being able to do anything fun. So I want to make sure. But like, come on. So is this going to be like a monthly ritual or what? I mean, probably I do. It's full sale. So I have I don't have quarters. I have one class per month. So, yeah. Well, dang. Expect week one of every class to just be hot, hot garbage for the next 12 months. Have you figured out what archetype you want to go for here? I could order you a bong, a unicycle, a beret. There's options. So I did go to Evergreen, so I'm actually super good with paper, but... No, I actually haven't decided yet. I'm currently in the Oh God, Oh God, I majored in humanities for my bachelor's, and now I'm in sciences, and I get to learn APA on the fly at graduate level. Uh, I'll provide you some resources after the show. Please do, because Owl at <laughs> Purdue is horrible. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> All right. Yeah, school's good, but otherwise everything has been pretty, pretty solid. So now let's, let's give our guests a chance to tell, them, tell us about themselves a little bit. Who wants to start? Lily does. <laughs> I do? <laughs> you okay. do. Lily does. I guess Rats. I do. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a podcast host. There we go. No, I play Final Fantasy 14 all the time. Uh, so we decided to get a podcast together uh, three years ago, just talking about it. That's the main thing that I do online is to stream, but I don't really do that as much anymore. I was speed running Super Mario Sunshine oh, wow. for like a year or two. Uh, it was a while ago, um, but now I just work. I work in esports, um, which well, is very cool. interesting. Yeah, and that's my entire life is just working games. Are you can you get on a summoning salt video, please? I need that like that indirect connection very badly. Maybe. Okay. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> and now so. since you so kindly, you know, let Lily go first, now it's your turn. Come on. Oh, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I uh, uh, my name's Chip in game. I'm Pan. I also play kind of a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I'm actually in a cabin in the woods with my girlfriend who I met on Final Fantasy 14 in her free company. Uh, and we have since like moved in together and all of that is is very good. Um, my main goal in life is to put Lily on the spot and annoy her. Uh, and I'm really good at it. Living your um, best life. I really am. Uh, no, but yeah, so I, uh, I live up in the Pacific Northwest, um, Seattle area. I work at a large, uh, creator of operating systems and cloud computing. So, you know, guess who? I um, have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know who that could be. Oh, they also make a video game console. Um, <laughs> one of them. Ooh, yeah. Like the, the least popular one. Well, not the least popular one because no, Atari? not that one. <laughs> hey, Atari's coming back, baby. You um, share 7-Eleven with the company that makes the least popular one, though. True. This is true. Um, actually, wait. Valve does make a console, don't they? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, no. And then uh, yeah, I play kind of a gross amount of Final Fantasy 14 in the free time I don't really have. Um, yeah, free I have time, a mentor horse. That? So that's like my claim to fame is that i actually not only do i have a mentor horse i did the whole thing in what was it like three months i went from zero to 2k 
he does these things where he just goes, I'm going to do this thing and then does it like that time that you maxed all your ventures out for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, I do dumb stuff in game. Um, it's I don't know. I find it very soothing. Oh, by the way, Lily, how have you ever hit uh, two million MGP yet? Soon. <laughs> really close i'm almost there you're always almost you actually did hit that two mil right and then you bought the the cactor mount yeah okay yeah i think i have everything i want now in the gold saucer amazingly you go ahead go ahead oh like so you have fenrir you have the cactor you have probably like the hair and crap what about the cards there's some expensive ass cards right i the I don't have those cards. That's why I said the ones that I want. So the cards that I have are all of the cards that apply to the mount. The only Uh, card I need is the Seed of Sacrifice card, which is awful because that fight is awful in normal mode. And I don't want to find a party. That fight, the X version of that fight rules. I will not hear you. It is the Tsukiyomi of Shadowbringers. I have no idea. I I have not set foot into an extreme trial since... uh, um, I haven't cleared it, but I watched uh, a couple of friends do it. It's like, oh my gosh, they they took the mechanics and they made them even cooler. I think Tatani was the last one I cleared. But the thing with that one is no mechanic really repeats itself. So you have to like do a different thing every time something cast. You have to know the fight. It's awesome. It, it's such a good fight. I'm just glad class. I got my dragon. It does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll I'll get back into the the extreme primals again. I I do need to get yeah. more dragons. Yeah, man, hit me up. I'm always up for extremes. I wish I could, but we're on primal. You're on aether. It's right. Mm. <laughs> Soon, well, uh, maybe. Data Soon? center visit. Soon, yeah. 2022. We'll have to see when that yeah. when that's all. They, cla- uh, ready they to go. claimed before the launch of Endwalker, but I, mean, I don't know if there's we, been we a walk might back. On hear that. more about it on something we're going to be discussing here later on in the show. True. Oh. Um, as far as me, I did the most adult thing you can think of. I refinanced my house. Oh, you got that? Uh-huh. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty adulting, right there. Yes. And, and, and if you're thinking something else, like, get your head out of the gutter, early. okay? <laughs> <laughs> See myself. You know, I wasn't, but now I am. Yeah, I was wasn't there before. Is early organized your socks? No, that's that's not very adult. That, that's something I did when I was a kid, but no, I, 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 my wrist is finally recovered from all the signing. Get your heads out of the gutter again. Oh my God. And see that one, it took me a minute. It's been, I bought my place, like I'm in the market for a new place. I bought mine 15 years ago. Now I remember what you're talking about, but it definitely took me a minute. Like what? Le- oh right! Legitimately, I'm pretty the, sure the pile of the, forms. Like the amount was this that you're thick. saying that, I'm guessing you it's don't so want to the gutter because you're already there and you want it to yourself. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> he didn't say that. That's way too wordy. You're bad at this. <sighs> insults are. Oh god. There we go. We need, we need a soundboard on our show so badly. We need, we need to use ours more. Is what we need to do. <laughs> I feel oh like we need my. some new sounds in it. But hey, come on. Uh, Can you beat that? Or well, there's always a few moments later. That's a good one. Yeah. See, oh, I feel like if we got a soundboard, though, you would be the one that would use it and you would abuse every time I'd be saying something, you would just like interrupt. Yeah, no, we can't do that. I, nope. you, I mean, like we have to get a soundboard, but like give it to Kristen, like the most responsible person Ooh. on the show. 
Yes. I feel like yeah. she would also use it like really well. No, she's going to abuse it too. Come on. It's I always the quiet ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> Who's the most responsible one on our show? Ooh. Uh, nobody, because we're all very say, irresponsible. <laughs> I think it was probably Chili while he was a, a, a guest <laughs> or while he was hosting. I mean, irresponsible in what sense? The man still doesn't sleep, like ever. Well, that's he saying a lot, sleep. then, isn't it? I don't. I'm like, dude, I was cool when I was 26. Like, I can't do that anymore. Like, I have crap to do. I need to go to bed sometimes. But he, he works. I mean, video games is his life. I mean, he works in game journalism. So, I mean, it's it's True. what he does. So True. But we're here to celebrate six years of Phoenix Dawn Radio. So, fuck yeah. We're, we're, we're here for that. Let's, let's cheers, everybody. It's about cycles in game journalism. <laughs> and pie. All right. All right. Um... <laughs> I do have a, a little stretch goal I want to throw out there. You know, throughout the month of August, um, we had played Final Fantasy X-2 because you guys helped us raise a whole bunch of money for Extra Life, and I thank you for all that. But uh, if, you got one, I mean, if you guys want me to continue to play, if we can get $100 in donations tonight during our show, I'm going to resume Final Fantasy X-2 for the month of September. So if you want to donate and help some kids... That would be amazing, and we can uh, you can keep torturing me for playing that game. So I think we just beat chapter four on last on Tuesday, and and I wasn't crying. Someone was cutting onions. Uh -huh. How many? Now I can't remember. It's been like ten years since I played that game. How many chapters does it have? I think it's five. Uh, okay, I was gonna say I feel like you're like really far. Yeah, I, except I, for all the grinding you can do if you're mm -hmm. you know yeah. if you're into that. Like, there's lots of side quests and the like, all sorts of cool outfits. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been, you know, it, it's it's an interesting game, but I will say that the uh, the HD remaster does make things a little bit easier because you can uh, turn on the four times speed, you can set it up to where you get auto-refresh and, and where you basically can't die, uh, you can increase or decrease the amount of uh, encounters you get, so, you know, it, it's, it, it makes oh, grinding cool. a lot easier, I will say that. Find a nice spot to, to uh, just run back and forth, turn the encounters on, run it at 4x speed, just let it kind of auto-battle, and you're good. There is, even on the PlayStation 2 version, because I definitely did this, there is a place very early in the game where if you have a rubber band and a turbo controller, you can just kind of let her rip for, uh, like, 48 hours. Uh, you know, go on vacation with your family, whatever, come back, and your characters are all <laughs> level 99. You're still, I think, job leveling you gotta do, but it yeah. makes the rest of the game pretty pretty easy. Yeah, but uh, it's an interesting game. It's definitely, I, I, I'm, I don't regret It doesn't not. take itself too seriously, and I'm very happy about it. That's, that's true. That's very true. Um, I do want to also say a shout-out to a friend of the show, Koopal Mithril who generously donated 25 euros to us earlier today and is at a happy uh, uh, sixth anniversary present. So thank you so much for that. We do appreciate um, your generosity. Um, but we will also be doing some giving away of, of things tonight. Uh, we've got some giveaways uh, during the podcast. Uh, for those of you watching us live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Dawn Radio, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, a cruise chaser and a 60-day time card. So uh, in a little bit, we'll be uh, doing our first giveaway for those of you who are watching us. And for those listening on the podcast, we didn't forget about you guys. Um, we're going to be posting a very special tweet 
Um, so if you go ahead and retweet that and make sure to follow us here at, at uh, PHXDN Radio out on Twitter. Um, and if you retweet that with uh, PD, hashtag PDR6Years, uh, thank you for following. Um, but uh, I got um, it. Thank you. Um, we're going to give you guys a chance to win a 60-day time card, a chokeable carriage mount, or a copy of one of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster games for either iOS, Android, or Steam. And we're going to choose three winners from that, uh, from those who retweet. And yes, if you are watching live, you can also enter to win the Twitter prizes. So it definitely pays to watch us live here on Twitch. <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, so you know what? I think this is a good time to go ahead and start one of the giveaways. So let's go ahead. Is let's see. Which one should we give away first? Time card or, or cruise chaser? Cruise chaser. Cruise chaser? Oh, I've, I see like chaser. time card first, like build up to the cruise chaser. All right. So let's go ahead and start a giveaway. So for those of you here joining us uh, live here, type in uh, exclamation giveaway. Uh, so we are going to be giving that away for the next few minutes while we discuss some gaming community news. Uh, so Final Fantasy 13 is finally coming to Xbox Game Pass. They've been promising this one for a while. Let me copy and paste this. Oh, dang it, didn't copy. Don't you hate when that happens? Rip. All right, so a whole bunch of new games are going to be coming to Game Pass uh, this month, including the long-awaited Final Fantasy 13. Um, and it's going to be available for those uh, who have it for console or PC. And I'm, have you guys, uh, um, uh, Chip or Lily, have you guys played 13? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't like it, but I suffered through it because I heard 13.2 was great, and I fell in love with 13.2 and Lightning Returns, so. Not a huge... Uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to play those, too, because I also, it's definitely my bottom half of Final Fantasy games, and it might be in my bottom quarter of, like, main series. I really liked it. At least part of it was that the character arcs resonated with a lot of what I was going through at the time. So I was like, okay, there's a lot I can relate to in this, and there's a lot of useful lessons I can draw out of it. Like, I know there's a whole thing about the first one that people play is often, like, their favorite, but then there's also, like, the stuff that happens at really formative moments, it feels like. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it's... I can, I can see where that would be the case. Like, I... I don't like lightning. Um, I, I, I didn't like that. hope. Um, <laughs> and I didn't dislike lightning. I actively disliked hope. Uh, and I don't think that's a, a weird uh, opinion, but she, her character just didn't, didn't do it for me. Like she just seemed like gruff female squall or female cloud rather not squall. Nobody's as bad as squall. Uh, I have lots of takes, but anyway, I, which is unfortunate because I really liked the combat in 13. I thought mm -hmm. like once you got out of the hallway and once you get into like open areas and you unlock all of the different paradigm shifts, like the combat is really fun and rewarding. I just didn't like, you know, I, also the last boss really upset me because it, there should never be a case where you have just a one third chance to insta lose. Yes. Agreed. I didn't that, like I Hope think... until late game Hope in the first game because then he was just a black mage with all the broken spells. 
And then in 13.2, he's like, I have responsibilities and I'm older and not a whiny piece of garbage. And you're like, oh, outstanding. Are you in the party? No? Even better. (laughs) (laughs) He's a teenager who just had his mom killed in front of him. The teenagers are all whiny. It's a normal developmental phase. You're not allowed to have a mom. It's fine. I I just like, I was in like my mid 20s, I think, when when I played through that game. Let's say mid to late 20s. And so I think like my patience for teenagers was at an all time low. fair but it just you know and so it's it's you know it's it's kind of like yeah. Sarah, it's like almost the opposite of your experience where i was just like wow i this game whatever the antonym of resonates with me is yeah it just dissonances me i don't know but yeah it just yeah saz was pretty awesome though come on saz was pretty awesome yes yeah i mean he had the guns he had the chocobo chick in his hair he had the hair yeah he, he had the hair he had his just whole sassness like yeah his whole yeah. kind of sa- the 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 sass sass you can call it yeah i oh, used to crap cool because he had haste <laughs> like that was the only reason yeah. i used it was he had haste fair fair sass is cool I mean, fang is cool yeah haste is reason enough that shit was insane but yeah the the battle system i guess that i really did enjoy that for for 13 you know the the whole uh, um three party uh system with yeah. the stagger when they, when they introduced that that was really a lot of yeah. uh, really interesting. i know there was there was a lot of complaint about the oe just hit auto battle all the time but like i had been playing through some of the old final fantasies re- uh around the same time as like ff6 i have all of these other things i am still just mashing attack with everyone and what's funny is those people also so played like, 12 yeah. which was basically all auto battle yeah yep so yeah it's like, it's like, okay, this isn't actually that different, but instead I'm commanding the battle at a more strategic instead of a tactical level. This is a reasonably interesting yeah. change. And the paradigm shifts were actually very nice. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, you're, uh, since you're hitting auto battle, just like the big thing is when you paradigm shift, you are com- doing it at this like higher strategic level. You're not saying use this spell, then this spell, then this spell. You're saying, okay, go for a more defensive thing. Okay, focus on debuffing the enemy. All right, now move into a all-out attack type thing. Like you're yep. kind of doing it at this higher level and letting them worry about the specifics. And it was very cool to, to use that in some of the big boss battles and and how that actually uh, yes. would implement and and how it would play out. So yeah, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. The story was a little bit meh. Like I said, it was really improved with thirteen uh, two. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Lightning Returns, but it's the only one of the three that I didn't actually finish. <laughs> I loved um, it. 13.2 is the Chrono Trigger sequel we should have had. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, wow, but, that's a that's a scorching take. I do need to play this game, but I mean, 13.2 <sighs> definitely play it. I I'm All fair right. and I have so many opinions. <laughs> All right, but not, I, well, I don't know what that's like. Not to be outdone, there's a number of Final Fantasy games that are going to be coming to PlayStation now. So, that, that, yeah, and like yes, right now? PlayStation now is a thing. okay this is a sincere question and i realize my employer is gonna make it sound like i'm dunking remind me what so is ps now like the is that their uh game pass variant yeah kind of yes it's 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 their their streaming subscription streaming service okay it's like their xcloud slash okay so it's like you pay 15 bucks a month and you play whatever's on there except it's a lot more expensive unfortunately oh that's the only that's its major downside i was Hoping that you know they were going to be announcing some major changes to the you know the, the plus system where they would like roll in now service oh. to that, but we're still waiting on that because I, I want to say it's like 30 bucks a month for PlayStation Now, but what? their games when they get them don't go away. I don't believe 
I believe they're just continuously added. Huh. Anyway, um, so there's going to be a number of Final Fantasy games that are going to be starting uh, to join the PlayStation Now service starting on September 7th with the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, and then a new game will be added each month. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered is going to be joining the service on October 5th. Final Fantasy IX is going to be joining on November 7th. In December, we're going to get Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster. And then Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac uh, Age, is going to be joining on January 4th. So that's kind of neat to see that they're adding a bunch of those uh, to those who want to be able to stream them without having to necessarily go out and find and buy them. Yeah. Um, 12, the Zodiac Age version of 12 is fantastic. It mm -hmm. has so many of those like quality of life improvements, like the quadruple battle speed and stuff like that. Um, which is great because that is a, a lovely game, but it is super grindy. I really appreciated the way they did the licensed boards. I, I really hate yes. it when you have a game where everyone just becomes kind of identical after long enough. And so having clear differentiation in roles, like, it really helped out a lot with actually uh, my mental images of the characters and the like. Yellow with the katanas. Yeah. <laughs> Did we give everybody enough time to get entered into the contest yet? If you haven't entered, uh, exclamation giveaway. And uh, make sure so you can join in and uh, get your chance at a cruise chaser. We'll probably let it go until we get through the end of this one. Uh, Square Enix Presents is going to have a 50-minute event, 50-minute event at the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, interesting. So, Are they, have they said they're going to show off 16, or? Well, what they have said is they'll be sharing news about their newest upcoming titles, along with other pre-announced information. But, uh, as was said in the last live letter, don't expect any information on 16. Um, he That's right. He says they want to have it there, but it's probably not going to be ready. But of course, Yoshi P never sets us up for any kind of trolling. Never. That's total baiting. One hundred percent honesty from Yoshida up. every time. Uh huh. <laughs> that and said, he, never... he has also been very frank about like when there's technical limitations or other stuff like that. So I don't even know how to read this one anymore. I, he he is so good at misdirecting just enough. So that there's no outcome, like, if it shows up, ah, that was classic Yoshi. If it doesn't, well, he did tell us. And you just know he's giggling about it the whole time when he goes back. And congratulations to Seven Deadly Streamers who won the Cruise Chaser mount. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on that, and I hope you enjoy it. We'll be sending you the code later on. Just send us a message so we can get that sent to you. I love that name, Seven Deadly Streamers. Very yes. good. Yes. All right. Um, I like to imagine they're like party streamers, and it's just like this festive atmosphere, <laughs> except then they like come to life and strangle you or something. I hadn't figured out this bit yet. Why are you looking at me like that? Are you, are you DMing and you're just like figuring things out like during this for your adventure tomorrow? Because that sounds like a thing that a really obnoxious DM would make me deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the birthday party! The streamers explode! <laughs> Only once they've tangled around your neck. Not better! <laughs> I think that's where <laughs> And on that note... <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV Live Letter uh, 66 is going to be in... Uh, is that what that one is? Or is it... Yeah, 66. Uh, yes. 
has, has been announced for September 17th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So it's going to be very easy for us to watch here in NA. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's an unusual that's time for it. Weirdly convenient. Yeah. Well, you don't you won't have to watch it at like four in the morning. Right. I like you usually do. Don't. I did that once and never again. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I'll just read the summary later. It's fine. Yeah, so what they've said is that it'll include new Endwalker info and other miscellaneous updates, and maybe we'll hear more about the data center transfer, so we can you know, or data center visit. At least maybe get some news as to how the pro progress is going on uh, on on that uh, particular part of it, and maybe some info on the Oceana data center. Because I know they've been waiting for a lot of. Uh, um, server hardware to, to show up so they can get those built up and, and ready to go. You know, not only just to build up the new data center, but also to expand like uh, Aether and the other NA data centers that are really having issues with uh, login congestion. So yeah. I, I hope that they can get their hands on servers. It is not... Buying hardware is not easy right now. No. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's they... yeah. Well, especially There's just so little of the base components that everyone's struggling with it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially on the level that they need to get them. I mean, there are a lot. Of, there are a number of, of servers available if you're able, willing to get some of the lower spec ones. But on the level that they need, yeah, that that stuff's really hard to come by right now. Right, and if you need like 200 of a specific SKU mm -hmm. of whatever, that's you know that's way harder than say like. I need two of these like pro alliance from wherever like exactly. sure okay but yeah exactly yeah we 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 were like at work we were able to get a, a few new servers this year i think we got five you know a couple of them are have epic and then a couple of them are uh, are zeons but you know we're not ordering two three hundred servers with you know uh two terabytes of ram and uh you know massive amounts of uh of hard drives so Right. It, it's quite different when you're when you're on that large of a data center level. But anyway, re regardless, it's a happy anniversary to Final Fantasy A Realm Reborn celebrating eight years right now. Isn't that crazy? We've There's been, been eight years, eight years. Is this where we make an endless eight joke? We could. That I don't know if everybody like else is going to get it. Well, that okay. How many it's, people are going to get it other than you and I? It's true. Okay. I was thinking anyway. the crazy eights, but yeah, that's not yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. Like put an eight on its side. You got yourself a nice little infinity sign. It'll go forever. And ever and ever and ever. And, ever. And, ever. Oh, and Chip, this is your reminder. Don't forget to do the rising event before it ends on the on the ninth. Oh my god. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will do as as I think we discussed earlier. I will probably do it on the eighth in the evening slash early morning. <laughs> I still haven't I do done it yet, too. Really? It's, oh, really? Yeah. It's like the last thing I did before I like pulled everything off of my retainers and like took off all of my belts and pulled all the material because I'm not playing for the next little while. So I was like, I'm just going to pull all this stuff. But like, I was like, I'm going to do the rising event first. This is going to be the first thing I do before I like do all the temporary like long-term hold shut down my account stuff and i went through it and i'm like get to see yoshi p come out and i'm like mm -hmm. reading all the dialogue and i'm just like i'm gonna miss this dumb game that i haven't logged into for 10 months <laughs> oh no oh. oh wow yeah definitely time to take a break i assume you're yeah. coming back for endwalker then 
Uh, no, actually. I honestly okay, so. haven't really given a crap about this game since, like, 5.2, so I just decided that I was going to keep paying for the sub for no reason, and then I was like, well, now I'm starting my master's program, and there's no way I'm going to have time to play. Right. I was like, I'm just going to save $10 a month for the next year, and then just when I graduate, that's my, like, reward for graduation, is that I get to go back to Aorzea and keep playing. And we'll be here to help you through the game, so... Thank God, because I'm going to have to, like, do 6.0 from scratch with a returner flower and, like, a bunch of other crap going on. Well, I mean, we're going to be getting we'll through be it in, a, some in stuff a by then, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll oh, be yeah. getting through it in a weekend, so we'll be able to get you through it just as fast. <laughs> I will probably take a slightly more measured approach to it. Like, a full week. <laughs> so much better. I'm taking off. I'm taking off of work. I made oh, that yeah. mistake last time for not taking off of work, so I'm taking off of work. Yeah. I'll probably I mean, it's right around Thanksgiving as well, so... Oh, yeah. yeah Very easy PTO. Uh, not as easy for us, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out one way or the other. Um, but as we get this time of year, there's new Tales from the Twilight stories. There are currently two of them available out on the Lodestone to read. Uh, the first one is called The Burden of Duty. <laughs> Duty. Eh. For five. <laughs> and the second one is called Her Father's Daughter. I was going to read these before the show, but I am ter a terrible host and I forgot. But I do <laughs> plan on actually reading them because there is a lot of, you know, interesting lore information in there. Uh, for those of you who are interested in finding out more about characters who have played a part within the game, but are kind of on the sidelines right now. Like, we, we this is yeah. usually where we get information about, like, Fordola and, uh, and people like that, so. Yeah. The second one definitely got some arguing going among the lore mongers, in part because some of the details in it seem to contravene stuff we already had established, and we're not quite sure if, okay, if they're quietly rewriting some of the uh, stuff or what's going on with that. But Or if maybe just once you have a game that is eight years old, it does become a struggle to remember and keep together every single detail. Yeah, it's probably more the latter. Or they just needed a better way to, to, to make it work, so they just retconned it a little bit. I mean, they've never done that before. Nah. <laughs> and as oh. always, there is, uh, to go with this, there's uh, currently a sale out on the Mog Station. And uh, I believe Chip is going to be going broke here in, a, in about a week. <laughs> um. That's where you can get uh, the SDS Fenrir on sale right now. You can get the Chocobo Carriage on sale. A number I of I have wanted um, that Chocobo Carriage for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so cool. In, instead of 36 I, bucks, it's only 25. So, dude, ever you, since I first saw one of those back in I want, I think they had them in 1.0. I was like, oh my god. I mean, it's a cutscene type thing, but mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, I want one of those. I want to go around in one of those. I thought Chocobo Porters would be riding around in one of those. Be kind of neat, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick one up for myself as well, but I, I that's where I wanted to grab one for for you guys as as a giveaway and a thank you for uh, you know helping us to uh, get to these six years. So pretty awesome. I like I said earlier today I wasn't going to, but what's actually going to happen is I think we're recording on. Are we recording on Monday? Yeah, I should be asking you this live. Cool, this is good. Yeah. We're very professional. <laughs> um, so I guess this on is Monday is probably for the for this it's fine. <laughs> it's good. Um, so on Monday I'll probably do my my yearly dumb nonsense where I just go to the Mog Station and spend money live while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, last year you were at almost two hundred bucks, I think. That's 
Sounds right. Man, that's the second time today I've heard that, and it, it doesn't sound better. <laughs> and he's going to keep doing it every year. See, I want to this year, but like, well, I guess the other thing that I didn't say, the adult thing I did is I just bought a house. Mm. So I'm like, ah, let me be like a little responsible for like a month or two. I'll wait for the next sale. Maybe I, mean, I did buy the cruise chaser, but you've got until I, I, I wrote September 21st, but I think it's actually October 21st or is it September? Uh, it is September it 21st is September. because okay. I'm looking at the thing right now. Okay. Which thing was that October yeah. then? There was something that I thought we were. Oh, it, it's the next thing we're going to be talking about. It's the Final Fantasy XIV Weapon Design Contest that goes into October. I knew something was. How's that for a really janky segue? <laughs> you had worse, but I don't know that that's that much better. <laughs> Alright, so in this one you can create a digital image of a weapon you would like to see implemented in the game for any of the jobs currently available in-game, including Blue Mage, but apparently not Sage or Reaper. Uh, using the provided design templates and there will be yeah the templates are mostly showing like a sizing type thing i mean with the axe there needs to be a spot that the player will be able to grip it other things like that mm -hmm. so the model has some restrictions in that regard yep. there will be 18 grand prize winners one per job uh, that will have their weapon put into the game and will win a great paraserpent in-game item a hundred finalists very cool will receive the great paraserpent uh, item and then 300 runners up We'll get to choose from the standard complement of other prizes, like the Scarves of Wondrous Wit and the uh, Araman Choker, but also the Strife hairstyle. So yeah. if you want to uh, stretch your uh, your creative legs and uh, create a, a non-harp uh, bow for bards, please, 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 oh please. please. That would be Make nice. Make a simple bow. Make just a bow. Yeah, I like the simple ones. And, like, you've got some interesting uh, designs out of these before. Uh, like, the late Allegan that uh, Glamour set came from one of these, as did the Skolic gear, which I... That one, they designed the healer one, but then the uh, developers... And actually, it's true for most of them that they'll call for, like, okay, for a healer or for this thing, but then they end up designing sets for everyone. Yep. Yeah. I The Skolic gear is some of... I still see people running uh, Drown Temple. Yeah, City, whatever I, it is. I yeah, because trying, people love it. I am trying to get all of the pieces because, like, I really love it. I use most of them for glamours, and someday when our squadrons can level up again, I will outfit all of them in scholar gear because then they will look like a professional military group. Because my name is Sarah, and I'm all about all the storyline and making things look pretty. They are going to be world consistent, damn it! <laughs> you just reminded me that squadrons exist. I had forgotten for, like, at least a year. Yeah, pretty much. Squadrons exist just to make look very silly. You know, that's what you dress up with your reindeer and your snowman and your pig costumes. Or you just hire the one who comes with a, a snowman costume. <laughs> but when you really don't care, I, you just you just play dress up with them and make them look like that. I don't know. I dress up myself like for. that. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Oh, my God. You or, boy. Or your custom you delivery science. Like the fact yep. that we like every almost every NPC, not quite that bad, but so many of them that we meet, it's like, and the reward is now you get to make them wear the clothes you want. But you know, what's weird is is it doesn't bother me to dress my retainers or my squadron if I paid enough attention, but dressing up the custom deliveries people, I find that so gross, if yeah. for lack of a better word, and I don't know why. I like I don't have a good reason for this, but it just like. Like, Every time I think about it, I'm like, no. 
Here, the this is the one... shirt I've been wearing for the past two weeks. Wear it. I have like a yeah. set of, of dated gear from 1.0 that's like kind of a merchant outfit, and I will put them in that. Mm. It's like, all right, you are now part of my mercantile empire. <laughs> okay, okay. Because that's how Sarah out Rowena. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, Rowena would eat my lunch. The best I can hope for is a contract with not completely unfavorable terms. Stick about these things. Pray she you doesn't alter them further. This way too much, man. Right, right? Yeah. I honestly I mean, came up with most of this in the last 30 seconds. What if you could get her and Geralt, like, together for realsies, though? Do you think she would help I mean, they you were- at that point? Oh, like get them back together because they were yeah. married once upon a time, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, like the, there's those visions. Yeah, those there's visions. Still something of, there. Those visions of wedded bliss were not coming from nowhere. Oh, Geralt, you complicated, complicated man. <sighs> All right, so that that's the anyway. game and community news that I was able to find. Um, but now. One of the things that got us into podcasting, or at least, you know, myself, or wanting to get a podcast started, was my love for this game. Um, it's no secret, I've told this story a number of times, when I uh, became unemployed back in 2015, I was doing a lot of running, and one of the things that I would listen to as I was running was podcasts, and I found uh, shows like Limit Break Radio, Etherite Radio, um sequence break um there's a, there was a number of uh 14 based podcasts that i was listening to and i'm like hmm you know it's not doesn't seem that difficult to jump into so well on september 5th 2015 we started our first podcast and uh six years later we're here talking about why i'm starting to why i started the podcast again <laughs> so um but like i said it all started because I was really, really enjoying my time on Aorzea. And uh, we had just gotten through Heavensward. Uh, Sarah and, and my old free company mates at Phoenix Down, um, had, we, we, we actually just, we, we, we plowed through uh, Heavensward in like two days. Sound about right? That's, that's fast. fast. It was a blur. Wow. A very enjoyable blur. Oh, we had an amazing time doing it. But yeah, I want to say we were done by Sunday. I mean, it, it was also the type of thing where it's like, okay, this scene is really good. Yeah, I could stay up another half hour. I only need four hours of sleep. 2,000 years later. Okay, so going back to the history of the Dragon Song War then, all right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I didn't mean to push that button. Oh, good. <laughs> It's too late now. But uh, yeah, I mean, literally, I think I played, you know, for 15 hours at at, at a stretch. And uh, we were all just, you know, flying through and leveling up together and running through the dungeons. And it was it was an amazing time. And, you know, we ended up we finished bef- well before uh, the official release. So we were you we were just trying to figure out, you know, the things that we can do now. And then we had like I said, we had the idea to start up the podcast and. uh yeah, Sarah's been here the entire time with me so, with, with that. And uh, we've had an, a number of amazing guests and, and, uh, and other hosts that have joined us in the past. Um, we had, you know, in, initially we had Tristan, who joined us for a couple of episodes. And then there was uh, Sayo Mayo. 
We had Chili for, for, for a good run. Luna, we, we cannot forget Luna. One of my best friends, IRL and in-game. Um, so it was a lot of fun to have her in there. And like I said, Sarah, who's been here the whole time, and then now Talas, who's been with us for two and a half years Two and already. a half? Yeah. Holy It's my crap. third anniversary show. Where does the time go? I have no idea. It just vanishes. Not now. But yeah, so I mean, I, and I started this because, and then we, we slowly transitioned from a 14 show to talk more about everything Final Fantasy related because there was so much happening. We were getting the Final Fantasy 7 remake. We were getting all of these remasters of 8 and 9 and 10. We were getting, you know, we now have the pixel remasters of the original 6. We've got um, 16 coming out soon. I mean, there's just so much to talk about in the Final Fantasy universe. And then the music. Oh my god, the music. The music is so fun. I mean, I think those have been some of our more enjoyable episodes when we were going through the, all the different uh, soundtracks for these games that were that have been going on. And it there's just so much People to talk really do about. seem to like those ones. It always surprises me. It's like, I, I'm just kind of rambling about the motions I get out of this. How is this popular? <laughs> we went disc by disc, track by track for like <laughs> months. It was awesome. And, and we're going to be starting it again soon with, with Final Fantasy IX. I do have that on deck and ready to go. Um, oh, that's a great OST. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Um, and, and some of the music... It, 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 how Uematsu and, and the subsequent other uh, composers came up with the, the songs that just gave you so many emotions as you're going through the game, it just was incredible. It... it, it even now, you know, you, you hear a song and you think about what was happening in the game during that time. And it's, it's like, you know, it just brings back so many memories and you, you just listen to it again, like, you know, before the show or after the show, when we have these beautiful yeah. piano renditions of the songs, you know, you, you think about those things. Like I was saying, the, the Final Fantasy uh, 10 2 music comes up. It's like, oh, yeah, that, I remember that music now. <laughs> but I got to playing, uh, I was playing three. Uh, and I got to Aria again. And I just put the iPad down and just sat here for like a solid couple minutes and just listened to Aria. Um, I did the same thing when I hit Matoya's cave. I did the same thing when I walked into Crystal Tower. And I'm just like, I haven't played these games for 25 years, but I've listened to these soundtracks more recently and just hearing a new version, a new orchestral version that's been remastered and retouched within the last couple of months, I get that same kind of emotional response. Mm -hmm. And it's so incredibly cool that we got to play with music and we get to keep playing with music because God knows, I don't know if we'll ever get through all of it. Uh, and just as uh, I didn't play FF3 until much more recently, so a lot of those tunes I have more associated with the FF14 appearance of them, so like the Crystal Tower Raid, all of that. So I end up getting a lot of the feelings I got from that, like a lot of associations for that. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm hearing this music. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm already having the set of attached emotions to it, which I guess kind of happens in reverse for those who had heard it and then get. Uh, get it got it in ff14 again it's like okay we have this uh these the depths of this thing to explore we have this, this towering spire we have this uh, uh the world of darkness stuff yeah. 
Shantyman Gaming in the chat saying, uh, Final Fantasy was a series that elevated video games to art, largely because of the music. And yes, I would definitely agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I feel like that was the first ones where you started getting the orchestral concerts in the U.S. were Final Fantasy ones, weren't they? Uh, that, and we had the um, Symphony of the Goddesses, Legend of Zelda one that was running around for a while. There's been two or three Final Fantasy that. ones that have been around mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, yeah, those are yeah. all a lot of fun. Oh, amazing! They're great. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been like, to I know they... the full orchestral one. You know, uh, um, the, 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 why is it blanking on me right now? Distant Worlds, worlds. as well Distant as worlds, a New yeah. World. Um, the, yep. the, the smaller um, chamber orchestra one. And, oh, so yeah. amazing hearing it live. And it had been something where for, uh, I know that those concerts had been more of a thing of Japan, but in America, like for the longest time, okay, video game music, it's bleeps and bloops. It's like your classic arcade type thing or an Atari system. And it was like a lot of those orchestral concerts that were kind of this uh, coming thing of like, no, people on a broader uh, cultural level, being like, no, there's actually, like, really good music here. Uh, the classical station that my dad listens to uh, now has, as part of their yearly roundup of the most popular stuff, includes some video game soundtracks. Which is crazy. You wouldn't have thought that would have happened 20 years ago, and now just look at how, how elevated it is. Now we have things like Tommy Tallarico doing video games live for so many years, where he was branching into a lot of different franchises, even ones he didn't specifically work on. And he was just like, can we perform your songs? And it was like, sure. So he did a bunch of Yasunori Mitsuda songs with uh, some girl who, I say some girl, some doctorate level flute player. Uh, who was do- who did an Otakon cosplay as Link a couple of years ago and had the Link versus Navi flute battle. Um, she ended up <laughs> joining his team, and they did the Scars of Time track from Chrono Cross Ooh, with a track. flute mm. and an acoustic guitar, and that's it. Oh, I bet that rips. I bet that's so It was good. so mm. incredibly cool. And we see this, and that was their final song of the show, and we're all just kind of sitting there like... 45 minutes ago, the four guys that sang the uh, the monks chant from the original Halo Combat Evolved were here on stage singing. And then at the start of the show, we had a video chat with the late and amazing Ralph Bear. And he got to wave hi to his granddaughter who was in the audience. Aww. And we're going home and we're just like, how is this a thing? that we have in existence at all and you start tracking it back and it's a lot of it leads into uematsu mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of it leads into yes i only have a limited a scope of what i can compose with but i'm going to compose with it and it's going to be amazing and here we are 35 years later like yeah sure i'll pay 60 dollars for a cd that comes with a minion you mean yeah. a six dollar well, minion no that comes with a DVD? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, um, I took my mom uh, after in two thousand five. Uh, I had moved from Chicago to Boston, and I came back to Chicago to see my mom uh, for. I don't even remember what the occasion was because, but, but bottom line was, I took her to see Distant Worlds, knowing that like she's a huge fan of classical music in general, was never a fan of video game music, didn't get farther than world like four, three in the original Mario brothers. And <laughs> once grounded me for a week for beating her way too bad at, Do- at Dr. Mario. That's a true story. <laughs> um, I was probably really rude about it. Um, uh. 
because Max, you know, but that's so good. It's very funny. But anyway, I took her to see Distant Worlds, and I remember coming out, and she was just like, "That was incredible." I didn't think I was like she was very blunt and honest with me to the point of like she was like I was just kind of going to hang out with you. I didn't think I was really going to get much out of this, but I loved it. And, you know, I that's one of my very most fond memories of my mom. And and yeah, it's just incredible to see how much that scene has blown up since then. Yep. I actually have to agree. You know, seeing Distant Worlds is probably one of my favorite memories when it comes to, you know, most things in general, but especially Final Fantasy. Uh, Agreed. It w- went with some friends, um, had a good dinner beforehand. I was cosplays playing as a red mage as we went, and as one does, you know. But going into that, you know, mixed with people just wearing, you know, regular jeans and t-shirts, mixed with people wearing full freaking uh, uh, dresses, suits, ties, all of that. Ah. I went to one of them for a formal thing. It was at a nice place. I was like, hey, I, I want to show that this could be like a fancy formal thing too. Plus also, I just wanted to dress up. When So Seattle Symphony does them pretty reg. Well, I mean, in, in the Used before to. times, yeah. yeah, would do them pretty regularly. And I always would go in a suit and stuff because I'm going to the symphony. Like I'm going to dress up. But I also love to be there in that exact like situation of I'm in a suit and tie and the person next to me is, you know, dressed as Yuna or whatever. Like, I, I just I just think that's so fun. I mean, I will yeah. say it was very cool to have a bunch of people say, hey, I loved your your, your costume. Can I have a picture with you? So, yep. Like you're at a con, almost hallway yeah. cosplay stuff. It was really cool. Seattle Symphony is a lot of interesting because Seattle doesn't dress up. We just don't. We don't really care. Right. But when you have somebody from not here that's here, it's like, I'm going to the orchestra. Let me get my tie. I need to wear the good belt. And then the rest of us are just like, yeah, I took a lift here and I'm not wearing socks and I still have my Amazon badge and like someone's in a Patagonia jacket that they've owned for 15 years. Uh, my buddy Jeff showed up in a blue t-shirt with a warrior symbol on it and he plays Paladin and he was mad about it the whole day because they shipped him the wrong shirt. And we were just like, we were just like, and then like the people that have the yearly membership that have bought the box seat that only cost them $10,000, you know, they picked out their least expensive monocle for the day. They show up for the symphony and they're like, what the whiskey tango foxtrot is going on right now as there's nothing but cargo shorts cosplayers and t-shirts and they show up in tailcoats and they're like this is not at least some of the people uh, i know, like i know some people who do show up in tailcoats and the like it was unexpected for them but some of them actually really liked it because it's like this is something that we want to be for everyone, mm-hmm. and we don't like that it's become oh just for the rich and fancy and whatnot. Like they like the idea of like it being something that more people could enjoy, make it accessible to to all. Exactly, and, and that's one thing that I've really thought that the video game concert series like these has been able to do to to bring fine music mm. to to everybody. The theater. A little bit of culture, yes, yes. A little bit of culture, eh? <laughs> hey, what? Quite, quite. <laughs> a pop of <sighs> beer with your performance. Mmm, yes. <laughs> How much is the wine? Seven dollars? It comes in a plastic cup? Outstanding. I'll take three. <laughs> don't, don't. This yeah. shit comes out of a box and tastes like feet, and I don't care. Here's twenty dollars. I want the wine, please. What about you, Lily? What are, what are some of your memories with, when it comes to Final Fantasy? And we've been talking a lot about music, but uh, I want to hear kind of what, what has really drawn you into, into uh, loving Final Fantasy. So I've always 
love video games, obviously, like my whole life. I already said that before, but I never really got into Final Fantasy until around when 13 came out. Not with 13. I was playing like 7, 8, 9. Um, and, you know, it was fun. I always liked RPGs. I always played Pokemon growing up. I just didn't expand. Uh, but I guess just kind of the more you get into the community and the more you find a lot of like like-minded people is kind of what started drawing me towards Final Fantasy games. And then when 14 came out, I was kind of interested in WoW, but I was like, that's very, very overwhelming. So I'm going to start with a game from the beginning. And I've been playing ever since, kind of jumping in and out. I actually started on a Japanese server on Tomberry, and I transferred over to Gilgamesh, and I met Pan and a bunch of other friends that I have to this day. And... That's honestly the best experience in Final Fantasy to me is just, you know, the friends I made along the way. But it's cliche, but 100%. (laughs) I I 100% agree. Yeah. And it's it's crazy kind of just to look back to be like, these are people that, you know, are online friends. But like I talk to them every single day. Like I have a really great group of friends a like really great group of of girls that i play the game with which is very very important to me um i have like a safe space within our free company and within my friend group uh just to be able to hang out and not have to worry about anything so it's it's a lot of fun um meeting all of them in real life i've only met one but you know uh, <laughs> soon more i've only met Kristen, but maybe pan one day yeah, next time I get out to DC for any real length of time, and when there isn't some family stuff going on, we'll get up to Philly for sure. Yeah, or um, you know, nearby. Yeah, Pan meets everyone. I don't, I don't meet anyone, but it's fine. Well, it's that's fine. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely you know double that. Uh, Twenty sixteen fan fest. You know, kind of. I'm jumping in again to another one because this really reminded me of that. You know, the fact that. Not only there have been a lot of people that we have talked with to a lot, you know, through the game, through the podcast, but now getting to actually meet them, you know, meeting Chile for the very first time at, at Paris was uh, astounding. Um, hanging out with Pete and Avi and, and uh, um, Ruby and and meeting up with them at at, at a bar, you know, the day before um, FanFest starts and, and just shooting the shit you know just on whatever you know it was so much fun and then being there as Yoshida was announcing Stormblood yeah that freaking trailer the, the 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 entire room you could just sense the energy coming from people all the excitement you know as as the Square Enix logo was going up the mountain and then we get the battle between Lise and, and the Warrior of Light. And, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, right, Sarah? Yep. <laughs> Sarah was there. Yeah. I watched the trailer later and I was just like, I'm reading comments on the YouTube video for it. I was like, I would have killed someone to be allowed to be in that room. I just, that sounded like it would have been so incredibly cool. It was complete and fire, I, and I, I'm, I'm sad that I missed I, uh, the announcement for... Um, uh, but I feel like a, several of you have been hitting on, because it was a type of thing where it's like, 
normally I'd be sitting next to a friend or someone I met, but even if it was something where it was just me, like, immediately turn to the person next to you and start talking about whoever they yeah. are. Like, mm-hmm. one yeah. of the things that has made it so enduring is that there's a good-sized community, and it's so easy to share about what oh, you yeah. love about. We're passionate about. And that's the- just all of us are doing like we've all all five of us at this point have said oh yeah and then i met this person online and now i moved in (laughs) with them met them at paris uh started a podcast um like we all have these stories of like yes i went to kupocon because i wanted to see final fantasy stuff and now i hired one of them for my nonprofit, and one (laughs) of them asked me to come up for his birthday one of them helped me write my application for my master's program i helped him write his application for his master's program like we talked to each other and we came together not because we were assigned this way, not because we ended up in a cohort together in undergrad, not because we ended up at the same job because we needed a job at the same time. It's because we voluntarily said, hey, I love this weird job based Moogle driven chaos energy fueled pixelated or not video game series so much that I'm going to spend $65 and drive for two and a half hours to cross a border. And I was one of the nearby people (laughs) to go to an event just to hang out with other people that love this as much as I do that are willing to sit down and have a full on dissertation from memory about why Freya is the best character in nine and they can defend it with evidence. And it's amazing. Like this isn't something that we get in Mario. This isn't something that we get in most game franchises, but boy, we definitely get it in final fantasy. Now, hold on. We, all I'm of what about in that Mario lore. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, what about the Sonic fandom? Yeah, uh, I'm not a furry, so I don't involve myself in the Sonic fandom. Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm not trying to dunk on the Sonic fandom, but that is an intense, intense fandom. It's insane. Also, I just literally finished Thousand Year Door uh, last night, so it's like, okay, like the Mario stuff may be a little deeper than initially giving credit for. Okay, I would like to officially amend my statement since I also had to be in a white noise room at four in the morning to argue with Shigeru Miyamoto, and I won, by the way. But, like. (laughs) There's some, but there's just the general idea of not every franchise has conventions dedicated to it. Not every franchise has multiple permanent cafe locations dedicated to it. It's true. And yet here we are. I, uh, yeah, while we were talking about this, it really made me think and not to get all emotional or whatever, but I, I, I'm so old that uh, I got the original Nintendo powers that were teasing the very first Final Fantasy, the three-month sequence of of strategy guides for the beginning of Final Fantasy 1, which apparently I didn't read very well because I definitely remember getting to Provoca, the second town, and only then learning to actually equip the crap that I had bought. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, But I was also like eight. Or no, I was seven maybe at the time, but I, was I remember four, yeah. from that game forward, my best memories, all Final Fantasy related best memories are of playing those games with friends. 
yeah. or loved ones or something. Like it is always like when I was a kid, it was with, you know, the, the kids down the street and we would get together and just hang out and chat and goof around. And we'd hand off the controller to like grind ogres for, for GP. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a buddy come over. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. I just like, I had a buddy come over when I was in, in high school, like a guy that I actually had just met online. Um, and happened to live, you know, kind of nearby. And he came over and we just would like hang out and play six together and stuff like, like there's just so many like great memories of, of people in my life. And obviously like everybody in 14 that I've met and like, I do meme a lot on this, the GC by the way, but it is a great community. Like in, in all sincerity, like it is a really good community. It also is the great community by the way, but it's, you know, it's a little bit of both. And, and I love that. <laughs> No, you're you're a hundred percent right. But Sarah, you were gonna say yeah. something? Oh, yeah. No, just like a lot of Sarah stuff. I remember like seventh grade meeting up with some friends because we couldn't hang out at each other's houses at the time. But it's because like Final Fantasy tactics and which co job combinations we've been trying out. And <laughs> oh, hey, like go search around in this thing because there's like a thing you can steal from someone. And uh, or more recently, uh friend of mine who managed to get his hands on a bunch of like an SNES and a bunch of old cartridges Ooh. and had never played them. And so like we sat down together, we played through Final Fantasy VI. We nice. played through a lot of those other ones. Like for me, it's the nostalgia. For him, it's the first time. And like he knew that there were remakes and like, but he kind of wanted to see what the original was like. So it was like, hey, I get to kind of share this experience again. Okay. One quick second. I think this is a great time to go ahead and start up our second giveaway. Oh, great. Oh. Wait, hold on. That didn't go as well That's, I wanted. That wasn't didn't do what I wanted it to do. Give me two something seconds. Something has occurred. <laughs> Task failed successfully. Exactly. Um, let me go ahead and get that reset. Uh, Sarah, did you have uh, any other uh, really cool things that you wanted to? Uh, um, yeah, talk I made about a couple notes. I made a couple notes while I was on desk at uh, the library today. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Here we go. Uh. uh just one other oh. uh, thing. Why does it say thing Cruise just... Chaser again? Yeah, I don't know why it's doing that. That's weird. Uh, just oh. for a lot of it, like having this uh, thing where, especially as a relatively new gamer, like a lot less sophisticated and a lot less having learned the things, like those moments of joy and insight when you figure out, oh, this is a thing that it's a weakness and you can do this and then you're dealing so much damage or, oh, hey, uh, I was thinking again of Final Fantasy Tactics. Some of the times when, a couple times accidentally, stuff came together just perfectly. A unit hit another, got the activated chance for a knockback, which pushed them just into range for a spell effect for another, without time for them to move it. So it's like completely accidental combo <laughs> that finished off the thing. So it was like this moment of like victory against great odds of the feeling like. Oh, wow, that was so cool. And I bet I could figure out how to do that again. You One made your own that... limit break is what you did. Pretty much. <laughs> One of the things that was interesting about going back and playing those old ones with my friend was seeing how much I've learned in the interim and be like, oh, these things taught me the fundamentals of like how to approach this kind of problem, how to uh, what sorts of things to look for under pressure. Some of those being skills that you could take into other places. Uh, just being comfortable with like a fast-moving battle and with watching conditions change, 
ends up being really, really helpful when you have to start running a Zoom meeting for like 30-odd elementary school-age kids. You get the ability to say one problem at a time. You get the ability to, I need to make a decision right now, and even if it's wrong, that has to be okay. I have to commit to it and fix it later. Yeah. And if uh, you do along that, with the knowledge that you can recover from it, yes, one pro- like one problem at a time, and this is probably a less important one, and I can figure out how to prioritize. Worst case scenario, point- you die, and you reload from a save point, and you lose 45 minutes of playtime. That's not that bad. And then you do that again and again and again and again, and you do it so often that now if something does come up in your real world life as an adult, in a career, in an academic setting, you go, I have to make a decision and I have to commit to it. I have to be okay with failing. I have to know how to judge based on what information I do have to make a decision on information that I don't have. And, and you get I'm really good enough. at that. Oh I'm shit, I forgot to, to say. I yep. used to it enough that I don't panic about it. That's another thing. I tell one. you, bad breath teaches you so much about figuring out what to prioritize. Hey, you've yep. got eight different status effects. Which are the ones that will end the game if you don't take care of them now? Which are the ones that can wait a little bit? That's or do why you just you wear bail? Ribbon. Yeah, or do you just bail and you understand that you not every battle is yours and you yeah. don't need to win every time? And that is a thing that you can do by holding L and R and piecing out and burning a bunch of items later but when you need to do that with 30 children in front of you that's a very different problem but the mental skill set is very very similar i would bail in that situation yeah you fucking (laughs) bail (laughs) yeah i mean probably okay second graders are merciless Anyway, Chip's trying to get in. You were saying no i was just gonna say my biggest takeaway is just how many things are vulnerable to fire it's true. That's another valid. It out a lot. <laughs> fire does work very frequently. Yeah, when in doubt, burn it with fire. Fireball! And I if mean, that doesn't work, brute force and ignorance until you win. I mean, that's why Vivi is best boy. Just keep hitting attack, it's probably fine. <laughs> Probab- emphasis on probably. If uh, the music wh- changes, you maybe should try some strategy. <laughs> Getting into the just, you get a bunch of knowledge from doing this thing multiple times. One of my favorite FF memories was actually pretty recent. It was last year uh, when I had just gotten back from uh, Japan and the whole mess in Nagasaki, and I didn't really have a ton of stuff to do. I started speedrunning randomizers weekly for Final Fantasy 1. Thinking, oh, I know Final Fantasy 1. You use Temper, you use Haste, you have a Monk. Knights are stupid. Like, I kind of understood, like, the general idea of how to build the game. And then as I continued to play, and I played the Enhanced Vanilla where they fixed all the spells, and you could buy items in stacks and they weren't a nightmare, and you could start seeing kind of how the game worked by just natural upgrades that we made later, I realized how much I knew of the game was basically nothing. I thought I knew the game very well. I had beaten it multiple times. I knew garbage compared to actual speedrunners and actual people that ran randomizers. And once I started going through that randomizer, I was able to say, okay, now I can prioritize. I need these key items. I don't care what order I get them in. These two are optional. If I get one, cool. If I get two, awesome. I could get by with zero. And I've reached a point where when I'm problem solving now, I don't need every single node of information in order to problem solve because I have the ability to say, okay, I have 27 points of data, 
but I don't know what the values are. But I can get by with about six of them, which is insane in an actual like business data setting. But in a video game, no, I really can get by with like six and understanding that prioritization, understanding where to look if I've missed something, keeping that mental structure down. The first time I beat a randomizer and got like a sub four hour time, I was like, holy crap, I got one. And they're like, yeah, good job. You know, the fastest time is two hours and 15 minutes, but you haven't done a sub four hour in months. So you got I got to be successful at something by putting in the time, by putting in the work and by seeing the success in something that I came in thinking that I knew it. And (laughs) I got very humbled very quickly. And now coming out of it. I realized that when I was playing uh, the FF1 Pixel remaster, I beat it and I was like, cool, I beat Chaos. And then I looked at my save file for like the new game plus and all the bestiary stuff. I'm like, yeah, I missed Excalibur. I missed Mas Mune. I missed Dragon Mail. I missed like, half the items in the game because I didn't need them anymore. Because in my brain, I knew how to prioritize. And now the game, the original game, I can do even better than when I thought I knew the game. That kind of humbleness and well, you understand it. That kind of humbleness and ignorance, uh, going hand in hand and teaching you more than any meta knowledge ever would, was a really cool experience. And that's not something that you see outside of very, very strict academic ruling. But I got to do it in an NES game. I got to do it on a Raspberry Pi. I got to do it on an <laughs> iPad. That's a super, super cool version of the future that I am 100% down for. Yeah, you didn't have to pull I the cartridge out. One... <laughs> right. <laughs> I do want to throw in one last one, kind of the opposite side of that, like going really deep into mechanics, understanding how the system works. Uh, I may have mentioned before, my father, he's a librarian like I am, uh, his undergraduate degree, though, was in uh, philosophy and religion. And so, like, uh, it had been like, okay, these are just the games that my son plays, all that. Until one day I wanted to turn and like, Dad, who's Shiva? And he's like, this is not a question he expected to ever get out of me. And so he's like, okay, asked about why I was asking. I led him over to the TV, showed him Final Fantasy IV, showed him this summon. And then we start talking about, like, okay, the actual thing, it's usually this, and it's a little stranger doing this. The ice thing might be an aspect of that. Like, he started chaining as like, a, okay, these games are making these real-world uh, references to various histories, mythologies, all sorts of stuff like that. It started becoming a thing where I'd come to him and like, okay, this thing had this, like, it used this term, what does that one mean? And it's like, all right, it is time for you to learn about Gnosticism. <laughs> stuff like that. You could, it was play Final Fantasy IV, you said. Uh, well, no, this was as the years progressed. Okay, I was going to say, like, if you come into him with Final Fantasy IV and be like, Dad, what's Dante's Divine Comedy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can do this, but it's going to take a minute. <laughs> I think we already had talked about that because he just really, really likes Dante's Divine Comedy, so he had talked to me about it before. Yeah, but Dante's Divine Comedy doesn't turn children to stone. Like, it's a slightly different experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the uh, like two thirds of it are pretty freaking boring. Yeah, uh, everyone's there for the inferno, and that's about it. The only good uh, part. Sorry, Par- Paradise Sorry, is boring. Yeah. Uh, but no, just like as the years progressed, then he started becoming a bit more. I'd be like, "Hey, I got the uh, Final Fantasy VII." And he'd be like, "Okay, uh, 
And you're like, let me know if anything interesting happens in it. And then this will progress to like, hey, I'm going to sit on the couch and read my book, but whenever a cutscene comes up, I will watch it. And then it became, you better buy Final Fantasy X too, because I want to know what happened to Yuna. He turns into an idol and gets handguns. He was surprisingly okay with it. He still makes references to some of the side quests to this day. He also found it delightful. A <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Varasa Chan, uh, who's not in the chat tonight, unfortunately, uh, she cosplayed as Yuna. She like built it out of like pillowcases and like sewed her like one of her early cosplays. And then as soon as Ten Two came out, she's like, "Oh my god, yes, more Ten content." And she got it, and she was like. All right, and like the next day, she started doing sit-ups, and people were like, "Why are you getting so weird about fitness? Why did you sign up for a dance class?" And she's like, "Because I need to look like this." And we were like, <laughs> "Okay, commitment." <laughs> yeah, not entirely true. You don't need that, but at the same time, like I saw like the pictures of when she did have songstress Yuna, and I'm like. Yeah, no, you definitely put in the work for that. You were also in your early 20s and could still put in the work for that. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've seen her do a lot of cosplays over the years, and I have never seen her put so much work as I did as soon as Ten Two came out. She watched the opening scene and basically turned the game off and, like, started looking up yoga and, like, how to do <laughs> yoga for beginners at, like, 21 years old. She was like, nope, time to learn this skill now. It, Final Fantasy's yeah. awesome. It gets us into some weird, weird hobbies, but it's very, very cool. I learned Gnosticism for this damn series. <laughs> I learned Python! Okay? I learned how to podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I learned how to research audio equipment. Well, uh, I paid money to Stitcher. I've done... It's well, a lot of stuff we here's do. Here's the thing. I started yeah. studying stuff about how one tans leather. Turns I mean, out it's kind of gross. I mean, realistically yes. for me, <laughs> there was an, an, uh, an ulterior motive for, for starting the podcast. It's not just because I really enjoy Final Fantasy. It's also an opportunity for me to try and step out of my comfort zone. I am a massive... Uh, um, uh, what's the word I want here? Um, Introvert. Thank you. Agoraphobe. That no, not quite that bad. I was being nice, damn it. <laughs> I was being realistic about the effects of the pandemic on pretty much everyone. You're not you're not wrong, but Dude, I you, went agoraphobic for a good couple months during it. Oh, we, we all did. Yeah, we all did. No, I just it was a, I just thought people were evil, but well they still are. Anyway, getting Wait, back you to were, my story. You were perfectly pleasant to me. I will just say that. <laughs> okay, it was, it was very nice to meet you. Was, too. It was really no. I mean, it was it was perfectly pleasant, seamless interaction. I would not. If you're agoraphobic, then maybe no, I am too. No, not I'm not actually agoraphobic. <laughs> you're just being a, a a total shitlord. Um, but I am a, okay, very cool. much an introvert, and I wanted to do something to try and get better with you know not only you know presenting in front of a number of people, but you know being better at speaking more extemporaneously about things that I really enjoy and. You know, I'm I'm still not the greatest podcaster in the world, but I've I think you know from episode one to episode one fifty two, I think I've improved a little bit, and, and and I think we've we've been able to put on some good content, and I've been able to open up a little bit more and be a little bit more able to, you know, be out put myself out there more than I yeah. would have in the past. Like, I, what was it like 
two years ago, th no, it was 2018, we did the, uh, uh, the panel at Anime Detour, where yeah. I actually presented, you know, so you want to be a podcaster in, in front of a number of people live, and that's something I probably would have never done, you know, in, in the past, because I, I just did not enjoy, you know, putting myself out there like that. I think for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, it presented like a kind of like the series has presented so many different visions of the world and all the different things that are in it and made them enticing enough that people start being like, OK, maybe I'll push a little outside of what I know, because this does actually look kind of cool in so many different ways. The yeah, amount I'm of crap that I have asked cat pyrocats about regarding to the weaver quest line <laughs> drives her insane i learned how to line up that fiber it was like two years ago yep. like, okay. we coming. got raw fiber off of an alpaca and she got these like custom steel rotted lining tools made and i there's a picture of me in the discord somewhere sitting on her couch straightening fiber out for a podcast so that I had notes on how to finish this quest line and this item <laughs> for a podcast. It was oh covered in Llama P. I love this game, but oh my god, there's weird stuff that we do to get there. <laughs> because this game and this series did so much to tell you that there is this really fascinating thing that you don't know about, and it seems worth knowing about. I mean, I fish a lot in game and in other Final Fantasy games, and I don't do that in real life at all. No, I don't think I yeah, would. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I would, I've just been fishing. Just re-upped his fishing license and went fishing this week. <laughs> I want to try it. I don't know that I want to make a habit, but I feel like I want to try it and see how it compares. Fishing, fishing. is awesome right until you catch a fish, and then you <laughs> have to like deal with the fish that you've caught. <laughs> I went Bow fishing, fishing once and then had to deal with a fish, threw it back in. It was like swimming sideways. I was like five. Like, I oh, wow. never. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried uh, it when I was 11 and I was too impatient to get anywhere. Fancy Man Gaming, congratulations, yep. I think. Yep, Shanty Man Gaming won the 60 day time card. Congratulations. Uh, message us. We have got to uh, learn how to use that bot in Discord and we'll get you taken care of. <laughs> Everybody show up next Wednesday. We're going to be live for an hour playing around with a bot, and we just need you to vote every once in a while. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, it's just something. Not actually. I don't know when we're going to do that, but we will have to do it at some point. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, bow fishing. If you don't want to deal with like the nastiness of like hooking a fish and making sure you didn't actually hook it in its gill and you hooked it in its mouth where it's supposed to and you don't get fined for it, uh, bow fishing. And you yeah. don't need a license to get carp. So you just, yeah. use a bow. you just get to hang tight and shoot fish. It's pretty I fire. thought you said boat fishing. I was like, why is that different? I get it. Okay, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, you add archery to pretty much anything and I'm in. It is pretty fun. And it's also really interesting to just be standing like on a bench in a park somewhere. And they're like, uh, there's fish here, but what are you doing? And then you get like four carp and people are like, uh... That's great, man, but like that's not the best fish to eat. And I'm like, oh, we have like two cats and a freezer. There and they're like, go. oh, you're and making I'm cat food? And I'm like, yeah, we're making cat food by shooting fish in a lake in a park. It was and awesome. If you, if you get 9,996 more, you get Lu Shang's fishing rod. There you go. <laughs> All right, I am so traumatized right now. Well, <laughs> 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 good job. Oh my god.
Freaking it be Did you rod. did you not have Lu Shang's fishing rod? I don't have a fishing uh, uh, rod. I have Lu Shang's on the way to Ibisu. Oh. I didn't play it that far, so no, I never. Well, this but, is for the past. But this... fishing in in eleven was very different, though. Yes, fourteen's is much more interesting. Yeah. 14's fishing is absolutely better. Well, and the fact that you don't have to worry about uh, hooking and bringing up a giant uh, kraken uh, that's going to attack also you and good. Kill, kill you know half the people on the on the boat to Salbina. So, oh, I I used to do that. I used to on my like seventy five character, I would fish up, uh, I would fish up a kraken and then just walk under the deck because I was a troll. <laughs> well, well, I said was I I am a troll, but just not in that game anymore. I remember a dragoon friend of mine who uh, rode the ferries for a very long time to eventually solo the sea horror. Good times. Back when the cap was 75. Hey, Lily, look at this. You go to a different show and we're still just talking about a game you never played. It's just <laughs> instead of me and Kristen doing it. It's <laughs> but we are all that trauma. <laughs> Lily, good news. I only played 11 for like a really, really short burst of time. Uh, so I'm kind of with you. Don't worry. It's I beta tested it on the PS2. Yeah. On dial-up. Wow. We got traumatized. <laughs> it happens. I played Quake competitively for the longest time, so I was like, oh, cool, this game uses the 10 key as well. I was fine with it. It, like, didn't phase me at all. Sure. But then everybody else was like, this game is garbage. It's 2003. Why don't we use a mouse? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> like, I, I admittedly, I played when I got the PC version, I had such a hard time with it because I was like, what mouse bad? Like the mouse was actively <laughs> fighting against you in that mm -hmm. game. Yes. And so like yep. I, you would try and use it for camera control. And I don't know what system they implemented other than it was bad. Yeah. Uh, I, and then I used, learned to use a 10 key and I was fine. Yeah, and I, I yep. still play keyboard only in 14 to this yeah. day. Well, I, there are certain things that I still have to use the mouse for, but I am 99% keyboard on in 14 because of 11. Yep. Set up my legacy controls and everything. We can do that. I love the fact that we can do that in 14 where it's like, oh, I play keyboard. Well, I play keyboard mouse. Well, I play keyboard mouse controller. Or, well, yeah, I play just controller. these too. Yeah, I was going right. to say, here, here's mine. Like, that's... But we can all do that, and if we're just going to sit there and farm fish, or if we're going to sit there and mash crafting macros, eh, maybe I don't need to sit in front of a keyboard. I can totally lean back in the chair with the controller. If I'm going to do really a raid, I'm going to try to heal or something, ugh, maybe I do want a mouse. Like, that's really hard on a controller. Mm -hmm. It's doable, what but it's it hard. That, Lily, what was it that Kristen was doing for the longest time? Because she so, had like a wild control scheme that I couldn't believe. So I always thought she just played on on controllers. So fun fact, when I did meet Kristen in person, it was because things brought me to Denver and I'm like, oh, I just fly out to California to hang out with Kristen. So I went there just to hang out with her. I spent like a few days with her. So we were playing Final Fantasy. I brought my laptop and she was playing with the keyboard and a controller because on the TV tray, like her mouse can't move. And she was like, moving her character with the controller but then and attacking but then like targeting or something with the keyboard like she was jumping between the two or oh. maybe she was attacking on the keyboard so like anytime she was attacking like, and doing her combos and had to move she had to like pull her hand down to her lap to start moving and then go back up to the keyboard i was like what 
I think like all her macros, or not all her macros, but all her hotkeys and stuff were keyboard, but then she would like move with the controller and do camera control with the controller or something. It was wild. Just, I don't know how she plays. She plays keyboard and mouse now that she has a computer. But like, I, when I saw her do that, I was like, wow, I, not what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. As an old fantasy star online player from the Dreamcast days. Yeah, the couch with the keyboard in your lap with the Dreamcast controller with the two VMUs in it. And there's a lot of like holding the Dreamcast controller upside down in one hand, moving the uh, with with the stick with your thumb and then you're typing left handed because you grew up playing Counter-Strike or using aim because so you can type just left handed. You're like, all right, I got this on Dreamcast on dial-up it was an absolute nightmare and i'm so glad that we've moved past it and that's but it was, why it was I, pretty that's why i had that 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 special logitech keyboard controller for ps2 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the one that plugged into the bottom or the top of the controller and clipped in or whatever no 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 for ps2 it was actually a, it had some usb ports on the front oh yeah it, it was, was the, the big giant one. super controller yep and then the keyboard was in the middle and you could actually take it off and then you yeah. plugged in via a usb port and then a ps2 um controller oh port. my god you could also just use a regular type keyboard so i was on ps2 but played with the keyboard yeah we could just play normal games like not weirdos but that's boring i guess I mean, but it was just nice because it then you can set it down on your lap and you can type on it and then pick it back up and and move the controller as normal. I actually bought a second one because I dragged a a buddy, my actually my boss when I worked at Office Max at the time. I dragged him into this game and he was playing on PS2 and needed uh, one of those keyboards. (laughs) Jeez. So he, I gave him mine and bought a second one, and he (sighs) he proceeded to break it. Funny. But no, it, that was that, that was janky but fun. Uh, any other really cool uh, um, memories that you guys want to share? Actually, when when it comes to Final Fantasy oh. podcasting, one, whatever. One last one. Oh, uh, Lily and I were talking yesterday a hot bit about Eorzea Cafe, and I actually was on a just random Facebook group. Uh, somebody was just like, let's do meetups for Final Fantasy XIV groups all over the world. And we were like, well, that sounds really cool. Thinking like, hey, I'm nearby. I'm going to do one here. We'll gather people in like little small cadres. We'll gather at conventions or gaming stores or whatever. And so I was like, cool, I'll do ones in Seattle. And she's like, well, I live in Tokyo, so I guess I'm doing ones in Tokyo. Her husband was stationed there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So she asked me to join as an admin, and we did. And then she posts in another group, hey, I'm going to Aorzea Cafe on Sunday. I have an extra ticket. Does Because I bought a table of four because I had two friends. Is anybody going to be in Tokyo? And I messaged her. I'm like, weirdly, yes. It's like Thursday morning. And I'm like, actually, yeah. Like, I'll totally meet you on Sunday. Let's go. I've never been before. And then she messages me again. She goes, wait, are you the same guy that's my admin in the other group? And so we ended up becoming friends. And, like, we went out to a park and had lunch on Saturday. We went to Eorzea <laughs> Cafe. I met two of her friends that I'm still friends with to this day. I went to her going away parties when she got restationed and met a bunch of cool, cool people from there. Uh, one of whom has imported a lot of neat merch for me. And at one point, this uh, girl, uh, Mary, decided that she needed to move all three of her cats from Tokyo. To Colorado Springs. Oh boy. 
So who else do you call when you've been living in Tokyo for the last four years, but all of your wonderful adventurer friends from Eorzea? <laughs> hey, everybody who has come to Eorzea Cafe over the last three years that I've been hosting expats and visitors going to it. Is anybody by chance going to be traveling from Tokyo at this point. I can leave my cat with a friend. You can pick it up later. We'll figure out how to get it there. And I said, so I'm self-employed and I have too much time on my hands. Uh, I'll make you a deal. I'll get myself there. You have to get me home. If you can get me to Vancouver, BC, Seattle, or Portland, I will take care of it from there. And then you figure out how to get your three cats and your husband and your stuff down to Colorado. You just have to get me stateside and I will figure it out. And she goes, that is a terrible deal for me. And I said, cool. Did anybody else tell you yes? And she goes, I hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> wow. Four days is the amount of time that I spent in Japan. And that was the trip where I got like almost arrested in China at four in the morning because uh, oh my name was wrong on the passport. So that was cool. But I went like we met being fans of 14. And we said we went to the Internet and said, we want to make more 14 friends. And a bunch of people said, yeah, and then didn't do anything. So it ended up just being the two of us. But I ended up traveling to Japan and lying to airport security about a cat that wasn't mine. And what's the statute of limitations on that? I don't care anymore because I don't find <laughs> my friend with the anymore. An extradite. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, I, I should have been kicked out of Japan for last year, so like it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I straight up, we had three matching carriers. We had three different cats. They gave me the story for the cat because you're not allowed to carry luggage that isn't yours. Um, so like, sir, is this your cat? Knowing full well that they watched Mary pick up my jacket and all the carriers match. I'm holding a cat and I go, yes, this is Fleur. She is white, fluffy and old and we love her. She is named after a character from Harry Potter. And I'm saying it's totally deadpan. And they're like... Okay, so that's definitely not your cat, but it's pretty obvious what's going on. And like one guy's military, so it's like, all right, we see what's yeah. happening. It's uh, fun fact I wasn't carrying Fleur, I had the orange cat. And so I just dead ass held up this cat and said, This cat is white. And the security was like, Yeah, okay, get on the plane. That's <laughs> like, absolute full tilt bluff straight to their face that worked. Because um, I didn't know, so it worked out. But, like, that's not a thing that happens unless you have a whole bunch of weird shit lined up in the process. And ours was Final Fantasy XIV, wanting to do meetups, wanting to develop a community, wanting to, to go to Eorzea Cafe, understanding how Eorzea Cafe worked. Uh, we had a group that we met up with later that was coaster collectors that we traded coasters with. Uh, that... Uh, what we were facebook friends how did all of these pieces line up to we're now using u.s military funds to fly our friend across an ocean with a cat <laughs> like <laughs> like it's final fantasy 14 is a huge game outside of the servers yes. case in point we're all in different time zones except for sarah and i <laughs> yeah well and chip Oh, Chip, yeah. yeah, we're all West Coast. Woo, Pacific time. <laughs> West Coast, West Coast. Heck yeah. I, I, right. I won't finish that, but... <laughs> Any others? I just, Lily just gave me specifically this look, I believe. <laughs> no. There is no, no. look. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, Chip, did you have any others that you wanted to share? 
Um, I mean, just really shortly, like, I, I remember as I was talking about playing uh, Final Fantasy games, I just, my best friend from uh, elementary school uh, throughout, like, the summer uh, between our fourth and fifth grades, we learned that his family was moving back to Brazil, and I just remember, like, Raphael and I sat down and played through all of Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 on the Super Nintendo, like, at his house. And, I mean, we did a bunch of other stuff that summer, but it just... He was just one of the best friends I had as a kid and, and just the nicest guy. And we've caught up again a couple times um, thanks to the Internet, the magic of the Internet. But uh, it was just it still is like a special memory for me. Very cool. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that we, we can share with our friends. We can make new friends on. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that it, it's got the magical ability to, you know, draw people together. And that's. Like I said, you know, we've been doing talking about it for six years, and here's to six more. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to that. Cheers nice. to that. Let's go see. And now, everybody listening live on the podcast, or listening to us live here at Twitch.tv slash Phoenix Radio, or on the podcast, we'd actually like to hear some of your favorite stories when it comes to Final Fantasy. You can reach out to us at PHXDN Radio on Twitter, or you can email us podcast at PhoenixDNRadio.com and share some of your stories with us. We might read them on an upcoming show. In, in fact, we will. So share those with us, and we, we'd love to share your stories. All right, so the sixth anniversary, um, the traditional gift for that is going to be iron. You know, and we really don't have anybody who's an expert armorer or weaponsmith on this show. But the uh, more modern gift is sugar. And who better to talk about sugar than our, uh, our resident culinarian, uh, Talis. The resident Dagashi <laughs> master is here, and he has brought <laughs> snacks. The main more thing I know about candy is that you burn yourself severely when you make it. Yeah, that's why I just buy it. Anyway, so six years, and according to not nearly enough Google searching, uh, apparently the one version of the six-year anniversary is sugar, specifically candy. Again, also iron, but that's something we get from broccoli and Chateaubriand. And sugar we get from Conpaito. Conpaito is super, super, super cool. There's going to be a whole bunch of links in chat, by the way. So if you are watching us live, you're going to want to jump in on those. And I will throw mm. the links into the Discord later, uh, into Prep Station. Uh, so Conpaito is small sugar crystal candies that come in a variety of colors and flavors. Uh, it turns out I gave all of my Conpaito to Sugar Queen last week when I visited her in Portland. Uh, and by gave, I mean she took it all out of my car without me knowing. So, oops. Name checks out. Uh, yeah. Oh my so, god, those are super cute. They're adorable. They're adorable. Now, let's see, which, make sure I'm getting the right links in. So, those are actually uh, from the Skytree and Midgur. Those were a special edition uh, that was available last year at the Tokyo Skytree for the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake themed bar, uh, restaurant, and floor of decorations. Oh, my name is Talas, and I got to go to Japan and, and go to see the Skytree and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love no jealousy at all. Yeah, it's available as kind of a collectible um, omiyage type thing for the event. It, those little jars were also like seventeen dollars. Oh damn! Yeah, they're kind of a lot. So Thanks, Square Enix. If you have a uh, local Asian grocery store um, near you, whether it's Wajmaya, H Mart, something like that, look around and see if they carry Compete though, because it's going to be a lot cheaper. It's still going to be kind of expensive. It's going to be like five bucks for like a medium sized bag of it. 
However, if you're willing to celebrate uh, Jeff's store existing, uh, we do have a small affiliate link right here if you want to go buy a 50 pound or 50 count like bag of them for 10 bucks. Uh, they are super, super cool. They're really sweet. Uh, they are flavored, but I'm going to be real. If you close your eyes and eat a purple one and a green one, they do still taste the same. Um, but they're super good. They're super bright. They're really colorful. And you will see them a lot in anime uh, as little things. I think the soot sprites are carrying them in one scene of Spirited Away, and you'll see oh them God, a lot. that's what those were! <laughs> that's Gumpito. what I was thinking of, yeah. yeah that's nice. though. Uh, so you'll see a lot of that um, <gasps> in a lot of anime. So now you know what it is, and you can go snack on some yourself. Uh, so looking at entirely too much candy and getting wildly distracted, I started digging <laughs> into candy in the Final Fantasy franchise specifically, and I found a lot of neat stuff. Uh, rest assured to all of our amazing listeners and viewers, I definitely missed the one thing that you are thinking of, so don't worry. Uh, I am skipping that and doing a bunch of other stuff that I found. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a very, very easy one that is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, oh, hey, Seven Deadly Streamers, you have an emote. Very cool. Um, this is the Butterfinger promotion in Final Fantasy XIV. It was like two months ago, three months ago, something like that. Uh, players could send in receipts of Butterfinger purchases to get a uh, Chocopoco mount. It's the little chocolate-covered um, leaf thing. Uh, so again, sorry, Chili, I tried to rig the system and send you a receipt, and it just didn't end up working out. But uh, <laughs> that was one of our first candy things that we got in 14, is we got to have a mount, which, sure, why not? Uh, now, another thing that was kind of cool in Final Fantasy 14, and this link is only going to be available on Discord because it's freaking huge, and uh, Twitch won't let me put it in. Uh, FanFest 2019 saw the release of a candy tin in Japan. If you want one, it's available on eBay. It's about the size of a soda can. It says FanFest 2019 on the side and has a bunch of super cool art. Uh, I It's gummy candies, individually wrapped little gummy candies. It's on eBay for $50. Damn. So if you want uh, stale gummy candy and a really neat <laughs> can, uh, you can do that. I That candy needs to be able to vacuum my house if I'm going to spend 50 bucks on it. So that's for someone else to get. Now, if you can't be bothered with such pedestrian offerings as $50 uh, cans of stale candy, there's something even better for you. And this took me an unhealthy amount of time to research, like literally more than two hours. So y'all are welcome. I found mini Pez dispensers. Wow. From Final Fantasy V. Oh, that were randomized and released in a gachapon machine in chocobo eggs for 200 yen. Oh my god, because it's not just the characters, it's the jobs. It's the characters in the jobs. Oh, now, no. that being said, it is our full cast of five. Um, so, Kryle oh, no. is wearing the Time Mage hat, uh, so that's why she doesn't have the little pokey ears. Uh, Bartz is the Dragoon, uh, based on the... Uh, cards that they came with when they were still unwrapping. Uh, Bart's is the Dragoon, so you can only really just see his eyes. Uh, the other three of Lena has her pink hair, Ferris has the purple hair, and Galoof has the goatee beard, so they're pretty easy to keep track of. Uh, those are super cool. They are available on Mercari for about 85 bucks in a couple of spots. Uh, so if you want to have really, really cool collectibles that are really niche, that require a ton of info, we got you covered. Welcome to Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's expensive here. Now, Here's where it gets dumb. And Sarah, you're going to be excited because this is a game that you played and that you know a lot about. 
The first well, the first actual candy item in Final Fantasy. First of all, there's only two things that are called candy. There might have been like chocolate bar or something like that in a crafting log from 11 or 14, but this is something that is just quote candy. It came about in Final Fantasy Adventure. So it only sort of counts because, yeah, exactly, because it's a Saiken Densetsu game. It's only in that. Uh, it replenishes eight hit points. It is your very first consumable uh, healing item. It is outclassed pretty much immediately. Um, the cure item has two uses and heals 16 HP and costs 20 gold less. So, but it's droppable by monsters, so you can carry a crap ton of it. Uh, but it is there. It looks like a little tiny drop candy in the little twist with the flirts on the either side. So Final now Fantasy we get to break. Adventure is the best clip. game. It is like <laughs> the emoji candy. It's emoji candy, exactly. So now from Brave Exvius, everyone's favorite way to destroy their phone battery. Uh, we find the next candy. It's an icon of a round candy. It's wrapped in a purple little foil thing. Uh, flavor text includes a delicious round drop obtained from the far plane. Uh, you can exchange the candy with King Boogle during Mana Mystery, which is a crossover with the Secret of Mana franchise, which means it's the same candy from Final Fantasy Adventure. <laughs> Extra dimensional now. So, yeah, it's just, it's iconic candy. And I think emoji candy is the best way to explain it. So yes, congratulations. We have candy that we stole from someone. Final Fantasy stole someone else's candy. Woohoo! Hey, it was a Square uh, Enix property. They just stole it from someone else's team. That's fine. As sad as this is, and the heartbreak that we do have, um, hearts are mended on Valentine's Day as we gift chocolate to one another. And Square Enix was like, yo, we can make money on that. So they did. And they created a special release of chocolate in 2014. Uh, some of the images are unfortunately gone from this Sora news article, sadly, because it was from 2014. Uh, but the first image up there is the Materia candy. It's a little, it's a hard candy shell, similar Ooh. to like an M&M, but it's glaze coated. So it's really shiny and it's a bunch of different colors. Um, they are Materia chocolate. They are absolutely gorgeous. They were not too bad. They're in the $20 range, but they came in, there was five reasonably big chocolates and they came in a super cool decorative box. It's very like, good for Omiyage. Like something you find at an actual chocolatier. Exactly. It's an actual chocolatier grade candy. It's something for Omiyage. It's something to give as a gift. This is not the thing that you pick up in the check stand of the grocery store. This is the thing that you specifically go to buy because it's someone's birthday or Valentine's Day or whatnot. Uh, Japanese chocolate brand Morinaga makes a chocolate malt ball that was incredibly popular in the 80s. It was called the Choco Ball or Chocoboru. The mascot for the product is Kyoro-chan, a bird that says kwe. Mm. It says what? It says... Push the button, push the button. Do we have the sound effect? Please tell me we have the sound effect. Did you not hear it? Wait. No. Nope. Boop. Anyway. Uh, hashtag. Uh, but yes, the mascot is uh, Kyoro-chan, and it's very, very obviously designed to be like this is the thing that we kind of took this or took inspiration from when we made our chocobos and when we kind of built it yes so chocoboru uh there we go uh yes if you find uh chocoballs no which kidding. you can you can still find chocoballs at uh family marts uh and suncus and a couple of other places in 
the little like side markets uh, within Japan. So if you're there, uh, so anyway, that was a lot of fun to kind of look up. I thought there was going to be like way more. And if I had more time to read through the entire culinary log like I used to do, uh, I probably <laughs> would have found more. Uh, so if you guys find something in the culinary log or something Final Fantasy candy related that I totally missed, definitely uh, check us out on the Discord and harass me about it. Um, I'm I don't act- remember very many others. Like, there's a couple cho- small chocolates, but a lot yeah. of it is more like full-on dessert plate kind of things. Like mm-hmm. the uh, the chocolate, um, like the chocolate log thing that's around every Christmas is like the oh, ten use Noel or whatever they uh, call it. Bush, like stuff like that. But as far as candy specifically, I wanted to narrow my focus to yeah. so I didn't go nuts. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. Um, so if you can think of any cool Final Fantasy candy related, also Tchaikovsky, you're not in the chat, but I know that you're going to listen to the podcast and I know you're going <laughs> to send me candy that you make because that's how you work. Uh, we love to see that, that kind of stuff. Uh, so thank you guys for six years of fantastically amazing culinary and fantasy and adventure with the seven of us that have all had the honor of getting to be hosts here. It has been an absolute blast. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us on this wild, crazy, and weird journey. Yes, this was this has been a very crazy year, to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been a lot of fun to have you know you and Sarah with me here, Talas. It's been you know an awesome time. Thank you so much for an additional year, giving us six years doing this podcast. Lily, Chip, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a good time doing this live. I know you guys are used to, you know, doing it, recording it uh, um, and then doing the podcast uh, later on. But uh, this must be a little bit different for you guys, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, it's still a lot of fun. It's it's nice having that interaction because we usually don't use webcams when we record either. So we kind of just do whatever. So it's it's nice seeing everyone's face. And thank you so much for having us. It was it was awesome. So a very good time. So if I remember correctly, you know, so like I said, ours we said ours was you know the six year was uh, um, iron or or sugar. What was the three year anniversary? What was that? Where were those gifts? Remember? So Let's see. I. I thought it was crystal. I think that is the modern oh, version. Leather is the traditional one. Crystal is the modern one. Yeah, leather and leather, crystal huh? kind of track, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on what you're using that leather for. There's a lot of, like, armor materials in here. You got leather, you got iron, you've got uh, crystal, crystal mail, if you will. Uh, you maybe have some leather and iron together. I to imagine that stuff is, weird, like, but... studded with crystals, because actual, like, made out of crystal, that's... Studded, That's gonna, huh? like, Hard to move, yeah. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we we had a well, more, it was a lot more funny the first time we came up with it, right, Chip? <laughs> it was, it was. I cried. We, we tried, we tried. The... Sorry, sometimes you know it doesn't always work out, but yeah. Take the L, it's fine. <laughs> and Man, on that bombshell, that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, please consider to uh, um, like, follow, or subscribe to us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, or really whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It helps other people find our show and lets us know how we're doing. If you really dig the show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash phoenixstarradio, where it's currently September, and you can get 20% off on your first subscription uh, here on Twitch. 
Um, also, you can get a little bit of a, a discount on gifted subs to people. So if you're interested in, in, in gifting a sub to somebody or just subbing for the first time, and it, not, it doesn't have to necessarily just be us, but if you want to support a, a streamer out on Twitch, this is definitely a good way to do it. Um, you'll get access to a number of subscriber-only emotes and badges. Um, or, if you want, you can go out to our Patreon page at patreon.com phoenixternradio and support us like our benevolent overlord, Aurori Fenrir, or our shadowy foreign investor, Tibian Salts. I um, mean... So cool. <laughs> Love that we get people titles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All proceeds go towards growing the show, cover hosting costs, allow us to improve and upgrade equipment, as well as do fun things like these contests and giveaways. Um, but any kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, tweets, or retweets, follows, subs, or donations, like we got earlier from uh, uh, Kupo Mithril, um, they all go, um, it's always greatly appreciated. We just love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. If you want to check out our backlog of podcasts, you can go out to our, our website, phoenixstarradio.com. Uh, if you have questions, show ideas, or just want to say hi, you can always send us an email, podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. And make sure to follow us out on Twitter at PHXDN Radio and retweet that special uh, tweet that we're going to be sending out here shortly after the show for your chance to win a, uh, a Chocobo. Uh, what was it called again? Keep forgetting what the name of the damn thing is. Chocobo Carriage. The Chocobo Carriage Mount, um, one of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster games, or a 60 day time card to Final Fantasy 14. So make sure to uh, follow us out there, uh, retweet that, and then and enter the hashtag um, key. DR six years. I think that's what I said. Was it not? I have to go back and forth in the notes. PDR six yeah, years. I want to make sure we, we give them the proper information. That would kind of suck if we didn't. <laughs> One person entered. <laughs> then they won. Yeah, because everybody else uh, put it in the wrong hashtag that I gave them. <laughs> All right. But yes. Hashtag PDR six years. Um, but any kind of support. Oh, yeah, we, we did that. Never mind. I'm having one of those days. Give me a break. It's all good, man. <laughs> having a moment. Six uh, years, man. Six years is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you can always follow us here on twitch.tv slash phoenixstarradio and uh, join us live. It's a lot of fun. So uh, we're, we usually have a little bit in the show where we do shout outs, and I'd like to let our guests start. So um, Pop-Tart or Chip, who wants to go first? Go first, Chip. You put me on okay. the spot earlier. <laughs> um, That's fair. Oh, yeah. Damn. I, <laughs> hoisted by my own petard. Um, I, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, a few folks. I want to give a shout out to uh, Kristen, who's our third podcaster who couldn't make it because she works retail and doesn't have things like predictable schedules. Oh, um, I do not miss those days. And the rest of our FC Geki uh, on, uh, on Gilgamesh. Um, not that you can make characters there, but if you're on Greg and you want to come hang out, I would be remiss to not also shout out my, my wonderful girlfriend, uh, Kitty, who is sitting here being very polite and quiet and just waved at me, um, Hi, and Kitty. is always, always recruiting. So I think she'll be proud of me for recruiting for our FC. All right, Lily, do it. Well, before um, then, where uh, can people find you? Oh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at WD, that's where double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, and you can find our show account um, if you're so inclined. This show's probably better than ours, uh, and you can tell because you've had to listen to me for two hours. Uh, <laughs> at Wondrous underscore Tales. Uh, and actually, Lily, what's up? You explain the Match Network stuff, because I don't know. 
see you took everything from me and i was like at least i can shout out mash and then you just took it from me again but yeah but i don't um, know like the i don't know the twitter <laughs> accounts so you know um so the mash network i think is mtb network now on twitter but it should also be tagged on our wondrous tales uh twitter account but they're the people who like do our podcast they're the producers of it and they have a lot of awesome other um podcasts on there if you like fighting games or uh, i think they still have overwatch and wow and all kinds of different podcasts um for you to listen to so that was my one and done i would like also to shout out Kristen, wish she could be here today um and also pan's girlfriend kitty i would like to give her a shout out too <laughs> and then if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at S'mores Pop Tart. S'mores is spelled with a Z at the end of it. And again, also on the, the podcast Twitter. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was an absolute pleasure. Um, look forward to maybe doing thank more you with you guys us. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely let me know next time you're in Minnesota so we can get another steak. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a good Wait, steak. steak. Yes. Yes. It was very good. We both got the same. Like, he got the steak, and then I was like, "Well, now I ha I was like looking at it anyway. This it was a whole thing, but we both had identical steaks. It was it was and a California to Minnesota. and identical beer. Yeah, we, bo we both had porterhouse medium rare with, with Oktoberfest beer. It was amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, uh, Talis. While, while, while Sarah's looking up tickets to get to Minnesota, <laughs> you want to? <laughs> Well, Captain Research is distracted. Uh, my name is Talas, and if you are a friend of the podcast, you've probably seen a couple of rad people in the chat, including Pyrocats, who can't be here this week. She's in California uh, helping her parents, uh, who just bought a new house, so that's super cool. Um, Shoutouts to uh, my weird little cadre of people that sometimes is my employees and sometimes is just my best friends uh, for buying me unnecessarily nice cupcakes this week. and. Um, Shoutouts to a friend of the podcast, uh, Sugar Queen, from down in southwest Washington, who asked for slash tolerated a trip to Portland, wherein Ramen Powell's and walks through the homeless camp were uh, a wonderful part of our day. Uh, thank you, Sugar Queen, for tolerating the chaos and being an amazing, amazing person. Uh, if you want to see all of the shit posting that i do uh you can find me on instagram or tiktok at marvelous tofu um you'll know it's me because the icon looks like me <laughs> oh yeah and make sure to wish Talas a, a, a belated happy birthday uh, I'm old. <laughs> entropy old. continues to act upon you exponentially old. <laughs> Sarah? all right uh what the hey? She's never gonna hear it, but shout out to my aunt who came uh, for a visit with uh, with her husband, uh, my uncle. I don't know why I described Like, uh, he came out for some work stuff and she came down to the area to spend an afternoon with me. It was really great to see her. Uh, and just to have a little bit of time to be like, hey, here's family I haven't seen in a while. Family that I actually kind of like. Uh, it was really a wonderful time. It was really good to get a chance to catch up with her. Uh, she bought me dinner because ants. What'd you have? Oh, uh, but so yeah, uh, we ended up going for uh, Mexican. She she was born in Southern California. She and my mom both grew up in the Los Angeles area. Uh, my uncle is from Europe, so they ended up uh, settling in New Jersey. So she uh, cannot get decent Mexican anywhere. So pretty much whenever she's out here, uh, 
she tries to get as much as she can. She knows that I like Japanese, but I will absolutely be like, no, let's hit a couple more Mexican places for you. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout out to her. I have grown to appreciate her a lot over the last several years. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF14SER. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R, uh, where I post p- random pictures of food that I made with my friends, uh, retweet Moose's shit posts, and add my own layer to them. Dude, Sid slash Nero is pretty much canon at this point. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. No You're one not. disagrees with me on this. No, that's, yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, I also tend to pay attention to the Discord most of the time. I am definitely not loading it in an incognito window when I'm at work. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm always happy to chat with folks there. That didn't work. Oh, I know why. That'll work. All right. And, uh, I of course have to shout out our amazing guests, uh, Lily and Chip, again, thank you so much for joining us. Shout out to my co-hosts, Talas and Sarah, you know, for putting up with me. Sarah for six years for some reason, I don't know why. Um, but no, it, it's... Like a point, a point where I was like, I don't particularly care for Klaus, but then that wore off. <laughs> it was... Too honest? No, but it's... it's, it's... <laughs> Okay, yes, it was too honest. <laughs> Six years, there's gotta be some points where you just want to yeet each other out the window and get it over with. And then a month later, like you're fine. Very vague paraphrasing to Arrested Development there, but... Yeah. Sarah's, Sarah's you know, continuously shitposting, even live on the show. <laughs> it is the highest form of human expression. I have a half-hour rant about why this is the case. And we <sighs> mute the Sarah, and off we go. Um, that is the correct move. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our, our, our contest winners tonight. Um, uh, seven deadly streamers for winning that uh, um, that cruise chaser. Make sure to message us in Discord as well as to Shantyman Gaming for winning the 60-day time card. Um, thank you so much for joining us live tonight. If you want to find me out on Twitter, I am at uh, PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S. I've been trying to post a little bit more lately, but, uh, you know, work has always been busy, so it's kind of crazy, but uh, make sure to, to check it, check that out, and, uh, yeah, this was a, a, a really good time. So for our guests, uh, Lily and, and Chip, and for my co-hosts, Sarah and Talas, I am Klaus Knight, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you again for six amazing years. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at YouTube.com slash GuitarWanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.